Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Higher Battle Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be very laid back, just a nice, fun conversation. I have one of my good friends, Nadine, here today. And if you're new, my name is Peyton, and here in the Higher Battle Podcast, we talk about Jesus and together walk through the highs and lows of living a life for God. So this is going to be a fun conversation about love languages, singleness. We kind of just went off on a lot of different topics so this is just a really good episode of all kinds of tips and tricks and information and truth so this is definitely an episode you don't want to miss we have nadine today and i'd i'd honestly say you're definitely one of my best friends and so i clearly know about you but is there anything you want to share with the audience yeah okay so i guess about me I'm 22. I live on the East Coast, so it's a few hours ahead of you right now. And I also dabble in social media ministry a little bit. Nice. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's a bit about me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, the time, literally, every time we talk about our time zone difference, I forget how much we're apart. So, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's definitely a struggle. But yeah, today we're just going to talk about love languages, all that good stuff. If it's biblical, kind of, I thought also maybe like applying Jesus to the love languages, like maybe how he's acted those out, because clearly he's like the perfect example of all love languages. And I think, like, what's your love language? Do you know your love language? Yeah, so I actually took the quiz, and um, for anyone who doesn't know, now you know, I am single. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, your single there debut. There are a few different love language quizzes that you can take, and so I took the singles one, and it says that I best receive love through words of affirmation and or not words of affirmation, quality time mm-hmm. and physical touch. Okay. And um, I think it's interesting though because the love languages only say how you receive love, not necessarily like how, how you, you can love show best. love best. Because I think I show my love for people with words of affirmation and acts of service. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I definitely noticed about the test is it's very, like, self-focused, which it is important that we know how, like, we want to be loved, but, yeah. Uh, When I took it, so I took it, like, a long time ago, and I got quality time, so then I actually took it today to just, like, do a refresher and see, like, if I'd be different, and I was also quality time and physical touch, so we're similar in that. But then, yeah, it's completely opposite of, like, how I love best, I think, because I am definitely, like also a word words of affirmation and then like a gift giver like I love mm-hmm. just like spoiling people in that way so yeah it's, it's bad for my bank account but great yeah. for my heart <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it just feels so fun to like get a gift for someone like see them open it like just that whole thing also birthdays I love other people's birthdays more than mine just because yep. Just... I hate sitting there when people are singing at me. I'm like, okay, let's wrap it up. This has been incredibly horrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is, is your mic on? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> is it working? Are my earpods working? Is that what it is? No. I, it's plugged in. I don't notice anything. No, I just didn't know if it was like doing something or you just wanted to talk into it. <laughs> I think it's doing something, I hope. Okay. I don't know. It's plugged in. I guess we'll find 
Okay, I just thought that was funny. Honestly, out of all the love languages, I think acts of service is the most important one because Jesus, whenever he acted out of his other love languages, you know, like, I would I would consider when he turned water into wine a gift. That is my yeah. interpretation of that. That was an act of service as well, you know, just... And then all the way to the cross, because that was the start of his ministry, and then to the ending of it, just like an act of service is taking our sins upon him. And so I think you can't have love if you don't know what true service looks like and mm-hmm. and service without recognition, I think. Um, because, you know, only the servants knew that Jesus had turned the water into wine. And then obviously Mary and like the few people that were with him. But, yeah, um, you know, I think so often when we perform acts of service to people, that's the thing. Like, it's a performance thing. Like, how well are they going to receive this rather than just, like, hey, I'm loving you because of God. And I don't think you can necessarily take away, like, our own human pride from it on this earth. Like, I don't think logistically that's going to happen. So, like, not beating yourself up over it. But it's something to definitely think about. Like, you know, if you're going to give to a homeless person on the street, like, does your entire Instagram story need to know about it? you know or is it cool if it's just god and maybe your mom or your best friend or just god you know so it's just something to think about like what's your why behind the reason that you're doing this act of service or like love language for someone else yeah definitely yeah and clearly jesus's act for to forgive us of our sins Mm -hmm. went hand in hand with his love for us because if he didn't love us like abundantly like he does then he would not have done that act of service to like set us free of sin, death, all those things. So I 100% agree that it just goes hand in hand. I think sometimes about um, Mike Todd's relationship goals and when he talked about devoted love. And I'm going to botch this 100%, so definitely someone go look this up. (laughs) He said, you know, when you devote your time to someone, you're taking away your vote. Like, D means to take away. And so, you know, like, if you're fully devoted to God, then you're just doing what God wants and I mean again we're not 100% gonna get it right all the time but it's about consistently doing better so I don't think that we receive love necessarily the best through acts of service but I definitely think that's how we should all come out like showing others love um but then also you know thinking about it like the greatest love that we'll ever receive is the act of service of Jesus giving his life Mm -hmm. and then defeating death so gifts and service, I guess, hand in hand. Oh, this is such an interesting conversation because I'm mentally processing it as I'm spitting out word yeah. on it. So. Yeah, it's literally like hurting my brain because they all just go together. And if you think about it, even quality time almost is an act of service because you're giving up like your personal time or time where you could be doing other things to be with that person and like to spend mm-hmm. time with them. So that's almost like an act of service in a way. Yeah, and physical touch, like... I don't know, maybe you like your personal space. Not to say do not cross boundaries, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, you know, like, sometimes after a long day, maybe I'd want to just, like, go to bed. But, you know, maybe one day my husband will be like, hey, no, like, let's snuggle. Ew, I hate that I said that. <laughs> and I, I literally mean kind of like I don't mean anything else. Yeah. Because, again, like, consent, la da da I'll just be like, oh, okay, yeah, you know what, like, this is how I'm going, I'm just going to stay up a little bit longer, maybe, like, you know, snuggle with you on the couch or watch yeah. something or whatever, I don't know, but, yeah, you're right, you you always have to, like, give up a little bit of who, not of who you are, but, like, of, you know, yourself or someone else when you truly love them. Yeah, 
Which, like, like, back to the example of Jesus, like, he never want. I mean, I even think, like, we know when he was talking to God before he was crucified, he was obviously like, if you could take away this suffering, like, clearly he was struggling through Mm -hmm. that, but I still think even then, he wasn't being selfish. Oh, absolutely not. That was just a human emotion, I think. Like, who wants to do what Jesus did? Not I. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm going to say that fully with confidence right now. I cannot believe he did. Like, every single time I think of it, I'm that word undone. Yep. Yeah. That is me. Just a puddle on the floor. <laughs> not tonight. I'm already cried out. Tears. <laughs> oh. It's crazy. It's so That good. he loves us that much. And I think also, just you, you can't really necessarily take a love languages test if you don't know what true love is. Because I think you know, there's all these different tests about your love languages. Like, why should there be when true love is defined in Jesus? Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. I think it's, it's inter- like, it can definitely inform you. I mean, it's the same with the Enneagram to be, yeah. you know, if you're going to put anything as an idol above God, he's going to say, let me humble you real quick. Yeah. And just, you know, remove that out of your life. But I don't think there's anything wrong with us trying to, figure out our faith but I would say it's interesting when we try to overcomplicate it like there's no need to overcomplicate Jesus yeah like it's confusing when you think about God and the Trinity and all that but if you just look at the life and the person of Jesus that's who we're supposed to model yeah there's a reason that we're called to fix our gaze on Jesus and not on the spirit and not on God himself yeah (laughs) that would be too much there's a reason that God came down as a human to give us like a perfect example so we we failed and we continue to fail yeah but at least it's a little bit easier i would say to try to be like jesus rather than you know old testament trying to figure out what 613 laws i don't even know i don't know but i just i wouldn't be able to do that even worse so yeah because now we have this whole book at our fingertips perfect examples and then we also have the way other people are living their lives and not that anyone's going to ever, like, perfect it, but there's definitely some people out there that are, like, rocking at it. And so it's mm-hmm. amazing to, like, look into their lives and see, like, wow, Jesus is is being reflected in everything they do. And so, like, there's, I think if you really look around and you surround yourself with the right circles, there's so many people who are, like, bits and pieces of Jesus, I think. But back to, like, the overcomplicating thing, like, even, like, we overcomplicate love. I even think this test is, like, it's good to know, like you were saying, it's a good resource, but, like, why do we have to have all these different types, these kinds? And I think when you do figure out your love language result, then ultimately just go back to the Bible, see, like, oh, how did Jesus do physical touch? And, like, because he did do that frequently when he was healing and things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, like, how did Jesus apply this? Which I think maybe... The love language test is, like, our human tangible way to, like, try to understand. Which, uh, what was, who's the author? Gary Chapman didn't even, like, write it as, like, a Christian thing, I didn't think. Did he? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. But then it just took the Christian world by storm and everyone was like, oh, I need to know my love language, but. Right, and I think that's also interesting because I think the church in general, and I'm not, saying anything like oh holier than that whatever but we're definitely a a mess right now a little bit and I think it's because we've lost sight again of who Jesus is like we put all of these just I think we we elevate and we make idols out of people 
instead of Jesus. And so, you know, like we see it with Christian couples wanting to be like Sadie and Christian, and there is nothing wrong with wanting to be like them, but are you trying to be like them? Are you trying to be like Jesus? Are you trying to glorify Jesus? Are you trying to model what you see on Instagram? You know, same with all of these pastors who have fallen. Like, why do you think that is? It's because we've fixed our gaze on these people who at the end of the day are broken as much as we are instead of fixing it on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a lot of times I think we start to make it really self-focused, even like Mm -hmm. what you're talking about, like the social media world. We're like, at the end of the day, my goal is to share Jesus, but I do care if I have like 10,000 followers or like if I get 100 likes on this post, it's like that ultimately, that does not matter. (laughs) That would be wonderful. But I even get selfish like that too, but then I'll literally, like, my flesh, because we're all flawed, I'll I'll try to, like, make it okay as of, like, you have to focus on the numbers because how are you growing the kingdom if you don't get more followers this week? But it's like, that's not my job. Nope. Like, all I, God, yeah, <laughs> all I can do is do reach... <laughs> and we're such perfectionists like we're like if we're not doing this or that and that's that's coming into agreement with a lie god says yeah you're never going to be perfect why do you think i sent jesus fool like there is a reason i need to like honestly go to bed (laughs) (laughs) yeah you guys like a frat boy but (laughs) you guys me and nadine literally send each other like our posts before we post them and we're like please just pick this apart is it good enough but it's like we're sharing jesus so it's all good enough like it doesn't have to be perfect as long as it's biblically sound we're speaking Mm -hmm. the truth and it's good enough yeah and when you make mistakes like it's a good thing to say hey I made a mistake um like earlier this week I made a TikTok post and so many people had so much to say about it and then I made a follow-up video I was like listen yeah I maybe (laughs) shouldn't have been mouthing along to these words by the way if you listen to the sound it is a little bit like not great even if there's no curse word yeah I saw that video and, like, maybe I shouldn't have said baby girl, but that's sometimes how I talk to people when I'm trying to, like, get their attention. Clearly, you just said and, it. And <laughs> Yeah, I literally just said that. And so I probably should have, I definitely should have prayed over this post a lot more before posting it or whatever. But it's just, it's interesting to see, like, how quickly people will jump down other people's throats. And that just goes back to saying, like, okay, if you're so mad at this, like, potential conviction, which you receive as judgment, then maybe you need to bring it to God. And be like, yeah. what's in my own heart? And, like, I know I need to constantly be checking my own heart before I can ever suggest to someone else. And, like, going back to social media and being focused on the numbers and stuff, that's why I have to be so disciplined with it. Like, in the mornings, I have to get through my entire morning routine. And then, you know, I inter- I'm interning for a blogger right now, so I'll do her engagement, and then I'll turn my phone, like, in my room upside down, and then mm-hmm. I'll go into the bathroom, turn on my Bluetooth speaker, and do my whole, like, face morning hair stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then I'll go on my phone. But, like, I have to increment it. Otherwise, I'll just sit there all day starting to compare myself and, like, going yeah. back to love. Like, am I fixing my eyes on Jesus, or am I loving people more than him? Anyway, yeah. that was, like, a whole therapy session just for me to just... No, that was wonderful. It. Yeah, because, honestly, when I, like, researched love languages, I could definitely see the side of, like, how it can be selfish, like you were mm-hmm. just saying, of, like, not focusing on Jesus. So I actually had a quote that I 
what I wanted you to like listen to and like see what you thought about but it's by a pastor and author which I hadn't heard of his name's Tim Charles and it says no now, idea yeah I don't know I'm sure he's a, a great guy anyway yeah. <laughs> it said he said now how do I know that love languages are flawed but can be redeemed because Jesus Christ did not speak the language I wanted he spoke the language I needed that is the heart of the gospel. He spoke in the language I needed most that proves to me I cannot trust what I want. Instead, I always, always need to look to him and to his word. That Did you also have that on your YouTube video? Because I... Sw- I think I did, yeah. I think, yeah, because that's a really good quote, and I think it's so true. And I also think, a hot take. Maybe you agree, maybe you don't. That's fine. I definitely need to be checked on this. I think sometimes as Christians, we can focus so much on that one verse from Jeremiah where it says, you know, the heart is deceitful uh-huh. above all else. And then we don't continue to look towards, you know, where Proverbs says, guard your heart above all else for all you do flows from it. Or mm-hmm. where it says, I think it's in Luke where, um, you know, the, the words you speak are a reflection of your heart, something like that. I'm very much paraphrasing. But like as followers of Jesus, yeah, we're flawed and we're human. They're going to mess up time and time again. But like, like you, Tim Charles. Yeah, Tim Charles. That, okay. Yeah, I was saying like, you know, Jesus is the redemptive love. And I think sometimes we can get stuck in our sin nature instead of looking at the grace that God has given us. Um, you know, because here's the thing, like, he doesn't want us to live in this shame and like the, we're all sinners going to hell. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were all sinners meant for hell. Like I get, I get that. Yeah. Like I've seen enough people on the streets with the signs clanging their bells. I see it on my for you page even. <laughs> like I, I very much know, like I know it in my own heart too, yeah. like without anyone else telling me, thank you very much. <laughs> and <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> yeah. And so here's the thing too, like repentance is turning toward God. Mm-hmm. like just just like we were talking like a few weeks ago about you know how our sin nature sin is just separation from god at its very like core because you can't know how good god is or how great his love is if you don't know the opposite of that yeah and so yeah i mean without flaws we wouldn't know how great his redeeming love is so Exactly. I don't know if that answers the quote question. It doesn't at all. I know I don't, for sure. Well, I think ADHD medicine is worn off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I do agree with you because definitely we wouldn't realize his greatness if we weren't broken people. Mm-hmm. But I think there's definitely that healthy balance of like recognizing, which we've also talked about oh. this, recognizing yes, I've sinned and that I can be redeemed, and then just focusing on that because. I don't think you're ever going to truly feel God's love. And even based on this quote, like you're, he's not, you're not going to hear his language if you're so mm-hmm. focused on, this is what I did wrong. This is how I sinned because you're just so stuck in that past and those That's things. So yeah. So I don't think it's almost like, yes, God is the ultimate healer, but you almost have to like force yourself out of that mindset. And like, you have to tell yourself, I want to be healed and I want to move past my sin. Cause I also think, and I think I've definitely felt this in the past, of, like, your sin is almost like a comfort zone. And you're mm. almost like, I don't know what it feels like to be better, and that's, like, scary at the same Speak time. Speak that. Yep. Yeah. That is a whole word. You could just some just stop right there. <laughs> just pause this, go back and listen. Because if I'm going to get this woman a pulpit, I just... Oh, jeez. so good. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, a lot... Honestly, our comfort zone is crippling. And, I mean, I might have just solved all my issues right there. <laughs> That's so good. Okay, so then what's a practical way to get out of your comfort zone? 
because these are all great. Like I love Christian cliches, but then I feel like yeah. if you don't actually know who Jesus is, you're, they're just they're just cliches, and you're like, give me more. Like what is more? And it's like Jesus is right there, and it's like, well, how do I get to know Him? Yeah, love languages. Yeah. How do you get to know love? You spend quality time with Jesus by reading your Bible. Physical touch, you go out and you heal people. Maybe I don't know. I've never <laughs> healed someone. <laughs> I know people do. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I got you. <laughs> yep. Um, no, in all seriousness, like, I know people do do that. Oh, um, and then, okay, words of affirmation, encouragement, just telling people about the good news. Mm-hmm. Speaking of life. That's you love people. Yep. Service. Obviously, just going and loving your neighbor is service. Like, sometimes you don't like your neighbors. Guess what? Here's another quote. I forget who it's by, but God says love your neighbor. You don't get to pick your neighborhood. True. I love that quote. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one. I really, honestly, it's hard, but you just have to force yourself to do it. Yep. This, this kind of, I mean, it's off topic, but it kind of reminds me of, because I don't know if you're content in your singleness, but. Uh, no. Yeah, it's tough, but we. Uh, well, I mean, like, contentment, I think, is different than complacency. Like. Yeah. I can be content in all circumstances, but I'm still going to be looking to be better. Yeah, because we, I talked about this in my high school youth group last night, just being content in singleness, and I shared that. I wasn't content in my singleness until I loved Jesus more than that boy or, like, more than being in a relationship. So I think it's kind of the same thing of, like, first of all, you have to know God's love. So, like, read about it. Maybe you don't feel it, but, like, read about it at least. And then you have to get to that point. And honestly, I had to force myself. And then you eventually, I think, just re-fall in love with Jesus but you have to love Jesus more than your sin and more than your comfort zone, or I don't think you're going to go anywhere. Yeah, and you have to ask the Holy Spirit to do that hard work. Yeah. Because God promises, too. Like, when you seek me, hey, you'll find me. Like, he's made that promise. And, yeah, yeah I think something practical that I do, anytime I find myself like, dang, I wish I had my person right now, I'm like, but why? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, maybe I'm a little bit lonely, or I, you know, want that security in my future. What, do I not trust God? I think that the point in your life where you're struggling the most is where you trust God the least. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason that, like, you know, what is it? Hebrews says, like, faith is something about, like, something we can't see. Hebrews, what, 11-1? I don't know. I'm horribly misquoting that. Like, I butchered it 1,000%. Please don't come for me. It was, it's Hebrews 11-1. No, or now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Is it that one? Yeah, maybe. The one that I butchered completely. So close. You were close. Going back to you talking about, like, we have to ask God for that heart change. It's not, I think, I'm not going to speak for people, but I think a lot of times they think it's going to be this huge, big burden that they have to do this huge act in order for God to, like, show up and be present and make that heart change. But I literally think he's, like, waiting for you to seek him. You have that tiny want to have a heart change to be better and I think that's when he moves the most like I don't think you have to like like this whole huge thing Mm -hmm. I think it's literally like I think he recognizes even the smallest your smallest step you know absolutely he does I think for over a year and a half my prayer was God like make me constantly in the yes position to all that you have planned for me And I was praying it, but I didn't necessarily believe it. Mm -hmm. And then one day, like, I remember 4th of July weekend, my pastor was preaching on repentance. And I said, okay, fine. 
Like, I'm going to pray this prayer that God would destroy with fire the thing that was keeping the sin nature in me that is keeping me the most from walking in the fullness of his love. And I said it, and the next day, um, the guy that I was entangled with said, hey, I got Tinder. We're going to have to cut things off. And the Tinder app emoji is fire. And so I said, okay, God, you have a sense of humor? Like, fine, I'm Because that was, like, the one thing. I was like, well, I can still hold on to this and also Jesus. And, like, eventually you can't. I think of it kind of like, I don't know, you know, like a rag doll of, like, two kids are playing with it. Mm-hmm. And, like, eventually one kid wins and, like, yeah. the arm rips off. That's, like, a very dramatic way of putting it. No, that's like, a good That's a yeah, good visual. Yeah, you're going to have to let go. Otherwise, you're going to be completely destroyed. I think also, like, with love and learning about who God is, like, you do, you have to, you have to get to know who he is. Because if you don't know who love is, then you're not going to know what it is, where it is in the world. Like, true love. Not this whole romantic, you know, viscoey love. Nothing wrong with that. Love that. Yeah. A thousand percent here for it. He's just going to love you how you need to be loved, but not how you want to be loved. Which is always what we need. I was thinking about this morning. I was brushing my teeth. I was, I literally had this thought. I am so glad that I did not get what I wanted at the time because it truly wasn't what I needed. And there it is. Another cliche. But it's so true. Why are, like, why does it seem like cliches are always true, though? Because they are. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they are. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. And, like, you can't expect your relationship with Jesus or, like, your life or heart to change if you're not reading the Bible. Because I'm, like, a broken record on my podcast. I literally say that in every single one of my episodes. I'm like, you have to read the Bible. Because... As you should. Yeah. And I think we probably, you probably get messages, too, where people are like, I'm far from God, what do I do? And then you ask them, have you read your Bible? And they're like, no. I mostly now get emails from men, and I wish, <laughs> I would love to get questions about what do I do, and I feel far from God. I, honestly, I wait for your private stories about that, because I'm like, what is going to be next? <laughs> I got three emails today after my Justin Bieber post, which was a joke. Three email, <laughs> or DMs, you mean? <laughs> not even dms they said hey i dm'd you i just want to make sure you got it like yep i got it there's a reason i didn't there is there oh man that's yeah that is not the kind of love that you want Mm-mm, that is the opposite yeah and sometimes i think also for anyone who's single out there if you really think like why am i single god's gonna show you and then you're gonna be like all right that was humbling like that's fair that's fair and to be honest it was like the worst time of my life but also the best ever like I can quote another Drake song right now, but I won't. <laughs> just you might need to just do it. Um, <laughs> no, it left my brain. Actually, I can't. <laughs> oh, what a time to be alive! There we go, Nadine. You couldn't oh. think of that. Oh my goodness. Because <laughs> it's like that was like some of my like most precious moments with God when it finally clicked with me when it was like, oh. Maybe it's, maybe I'm just by myself because it's actually me and Jesus, and right now a guy isn't fitting into that puzzle because that's not what I need. And so, yeah, I would, I honestly, not that Wyatt, like, pulls me away from God because he doesn't, but I don't think I've had, like, that close, intentional meeting time with Jesus since my times of singleness where I was, like, seeking that out in God. So maybe I got to figure that out, but <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you could have a Sabbath day where you don't do anything, but go on dates with Jesus, like go on a drive with him or this sounds stupid, like incredibly stupid, but this is something I did once and I want to do it again. Is like, 
you know, I didn't put anything in my passenger seat. And I was like, Jesus, let's go for a drive. Like, we're just going to worship music. Like, I'm going to hold out my hand and pretend that you're holding it. Oh. <laughs> because I love going on, like, one of my favorite activities to do when I was in a relationship was just going on long drives and, like, talking yeah. or, like, just listening to music or whatever. Quality time. There we yeah, go. That makes go. sense. And so that's my quality time. That's how I showed you my love and how I received his love. Oh, so. believe me, you're not the only one. I have done that. <laughs> and I also have had times where I'm just crying as if Jesus is right there. And then I'm pretty sure people are like, what is this psychopath doing? Just talking to herself and bawling her eyes out. But, you know, it helps. <laughs> I did that before Jesus, too, at least now. <laughs> now he's <laughs> yeah. in something sane. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, boy, that's that's a wonderful time, honestly. Well, since we talked about singleness also and our love languages, and since we kind of went on that whole tangent, how have you learned to turn God to turn to God for the fulfillment of love rather than turning to others or human relationships? Well, sometimes I don't, and then it bites me in the butt. Yeah. So I will just say that the lessons keep on getting harder until eventually I'm like, okay, God, you got me. Here we go. And now that reaction, like, it still happens. I still turn to people, but it's kind of like, I think, I don't know if you ever did this in school, but you know, like, Pavlov and the dog and, like, the bell? Oh, yeah. They thought they were going to get a treat. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like me at this point where it's just like that, okay, like, I can't, like, where it talks about in Corinthians, you know, taking every thought captive. Mm -hmm. If I sense myself sinking into, like, this little pit of, like, pity, all right, there we go, one of the words right here. <laughs> But if I feel myself getting in that, I'm like, Nadine, like, why, what is the cause of this? Like, what is the root? And that's, like, kind of just, you know, something I'm going through therapy right now, too, is, like, what is the root of, like, why this triggers you? Like, what is, like, what is the lie that you're coming into agreement with? Okay, if the lie that you're coming into agreement with is that I'm only valuable and how this guy sees me or how this guy doesn't see me, mm -hmm. that's not true because God says, you are my child, you are precious and chosen and valuable yeah. because I said so. Sorry, like I'm not even anywhere close to God. So I'm just going to listen to what he says about me. And if I need the physical reminder, then I go open my Bible or honestly, if I'm lazy, open my Bible app mm -hmm. or Pinterest, you know, God love Bible verses. There you go. <laughs> yeah. a million of them right there. Or write it down in my prayer journal. So that's, I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah, I just, it's like, how long do I want to sit in this pit? Mm -hmm. Which that I mean, me of that episode from Parks and Rec. Oh, I haven't seen that. The pit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone has. <laughs> Which I think it's amazing that you even recognize that, you know, that you. All growth. Yeah. Like it takes a lot of growth to recognize the triggers because I think sometimes we don't and then it's too late and then you're like, oh, my relationship with. Jesus is just gone because I've like been rooted in this other person for like oh my gosh it's two years now and like I haven't turned to Jesus and yeah I think like, when it's not on Jesus that's on you if that happened yeah, because it, that it was on me when that happened fully and he was still there just waiting he's like all right that's fine I'll wait yep yeah great analogy I heard was like Jesus like when you think Jesus is like worlds away he's literally just like standing like right here like you could just look over to him but we think he's, like, so far. So, mm -hmm. he's never too far, you guys. Like, you've never done something, like, so bad that he, like, completely left you. Like, he's really just waiting for you to come back to him. Period. He's not going to force you, right? Yeah. Like, think back to the garden. God gave Adam and Eve a choice. 
they chose horribly wrong. Look at us. Look at where we are now. <laughs> COVID-19 is 21. Like, that's... <laughs> then he sent Jesus, and that's the whole point. Like, you can't have Jesus if you don't have the fall. Exactly. Yeah, which honestly, I don't know if this is weird, but one of my favorite characteristics of Jesus is that he is not intrusive. Mm-hmm. So that we have to invite him in, and it's almost like he's readily available, but he doesn't make it easy on us at the same time. It's like you need a little growth, and I think you need a little bit of like self reflection in order to be like, okay, yeah, I do actually need Jesus. I think my favorite interaction of anyone in the Bible is Jesus talking to Peter at any point. <laughs> just at any point in the Bible. It is so funny because I think it just describes, at least for me perfectly, like my stubbornness or my own mistrust of people that I will place on Jesus, which he does not deserve. Yeah. And I'd be like, are you kidding? Like, I'm right here. Why are you freaking out? Like, I'm, I'm like, we're locking eyes. Like, I'm, you're, you just keep coming. Like, why are you freaking out? Yeah. Did you see what just happened? Like, just eyes on me. Like, no. <laughs> Peter is really relatable. It's like, <laughs> so funny. <sighs> I mean, I even remember when I was little and I said, oh yeah, like I'm committing my life to God. I won't ever walk away. <laughs> Wrong. Jesus knew that, and he still said, hey, I'm going to wait here until you're ready, and I'm going to repurpose this pain for my glory. Just oh, wait. that's good. That'd be a good t-shirt. That would be a lot <laughs> of the t-shirt, but yeah, it would be. Or, or, or what are you talking about? Just I'll wait. Just <laughs> either your whole entire story, or <laughs> they're repurposing your paint, or what did you say? Repurposing... My pain for his glory. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. You can, you can put that on any of your higher bottom words. You got it. I, I was I thinking. get myself up in the morning. You know, like the B movie when they wrote the entire script and put it on stuff? Let's Yo, just write your entire story. What is wrong with our generation? Like, iPods? <laughs> People were buying the B shirts. I don't know why. I mean, anything, anything, if you have a lack of love in your life, you'll search in anything that's fleeting, even the B-movie on a t-shirt. <laughs> True. <laughs> anything to bring you satisfaction and happiness. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's all I have for you. I'll let you go since you clearly need sleep. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you. No, I do. I do very much. Our time difference that I always forget about, but... <laughs> Well, I love you a lot. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm literally so honored. I don't know why I said literally like a valley girl, but I am so honored and I love you so much and I'm so grateful for our friendship. I love you. Thank you so much for like being on here. Like some of you guys remember Nadine did have like a little segment on one of the episodes, but I was like, you know what? Nadine is like the main character. She needs to be on an episode. She needs to speak truth into your guys' lives. So here she is. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love you so much. You are the main character. Just kidding, Jesus is the main character for True. all of us. Yes. But I have never been one described in my life as a main character. Words of affirmation right there. And your love language changes just like that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere. True. <laughs> I love you. Love me too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye, babe. Bye. Well, that is going to wrap up our episode this Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. We we just have a lot of fun every week. So this is just a blast. So thank you guys. 
Um, you guys are a huge part of it. And speaking of that, I'd love to know if there's any topics you want me to talk about on the podcast, if there's any guests you'd like to have on here, if you like this style or if you like it more interview-based um, with more questions. So please let me know. You can message me on Instagram, all that good stuff. But thank you again to Nadine for being on the podcast. If you guys like to follow her or kind of see what she's all about, follow her life, things like that, then uh, she's on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. So all of her links will be in the show notes. So you can go check her out. But I love you guys a lot. Thank you for being here again. I'm grateful for you guys. And I will see all, I mean, I will be with all of you beautiful people next Wednesday. Bye. Thank you.